I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. December 21st, 2020. A solstice, and, a conjunction. Knowing your inner dwarf. Inaccurate calendars, and, advent. This, is, awesome, today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hi. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy freaking Monday, would you? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> you love Monday. Love a Monday. I'm, I'm a mixed bag on it. I'm a mixed bag on a lot of things, including psychological health, I'm sure. Um, mental health, mental well-being, all that. I don't know. Some Mondays I'm... I'm indifferent towards, some I'm excited about, some not. But I will say, at this stage in life, I'm far less resistant to Monday. There was a time in my life where I despised Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you're helping me to mature. Well, I feel very mature myself in that. Nice. Yes. Good. Um, it's the 21st. It is. Of December. It is. It is, in fact, as well, the December solstice, the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go? You have stuff. Do you want to go first? Uh, Do you want me to go first on the stuff I checked out? I think you should go first, <clears throat> and then I'll follow up with my stuff. Okay. We got a lot of stars talk for you, stars, planets. A lot of astrology. We're going to explore your sign, your horoscope, I was not planning to do that. But Meg had even can. discussed going through your the drawers of your nightstand, so put away anything embarrassing. <laughs> can you imagine if you invited someone into your life to go through your drawers? No. I don't like that idea not, at not all. Can you, can you, though, honestly imagine that anybody ever asked to look over someone's home in their absence didn't go through the nightstand drawers? <laughs> 
I feel creeped out by that. Yeah, well, it's happened. Okay. I would suspect at this point, just because I believe that's a thing, that if we ever hired someone to watch our home while we were away, I would go buy the most embarrassing bedroom toys I could find and put them front and center. So as soon as they opened the drawer, there it was. There you go. Just let's let's get it out of the way. You see it, you're done. You don't want to dig further. If that's the first thing you found, who knows what kind of freakiness exists below. I like the way you think. That's a good strategy. That's I'll, I'll talk to my friends over at Amazon and see what mm-hmm. we can come up with. I think they have an adult department. Oh, I know they do. They call it... <laughs> Tommy's top drawer. I don't know. I made that up. I don't know who Tommy is. No offense if you, your name or someone you know is Tommy. Yes. And they're not a fan of top drawer treats or whatever you want to call them. Top drawer toys. Okay. So twice a year as it comes to the the motions of the ocean yeah, and the I knew earth. It. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Twice a year, once in each hemisphere, The Earth's axis, axis, axis rather, Mm -hmm. and not the axis powers of one of the great wars there. Um, But the Earth's, my, I'm sorry if I just said something filthy in your native tongue. (laughs) The Earth's axis places one of its two poles at its maximum distance from the sun. Indeed it does. That is the case today. Mm -hmm. It results For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it results in today being the day of the year with the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. That's right. To be absolutely technical, the winter solstice only lasts for a moment, but we do, of course, reference it as being the entire day. Since prehistory even, the winter solstice has been culturally significant, Mm -hmm. often marked by festivals, Mm -hmm. rituals, some considering it to be symbolic of the death and rebirth of the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, However you choose to recognize it or not, it is a day of seasonal significance with future days, again, Northern Hemisphere people, gradually lengthening future nights, gradually shortening. Yep. If you happen to be in the Southern Hemisphere, everything I said, exactly the opposite of it is true. It's your summer solstice. You are experiencing the flip-flop. The winter solstice? The upside down. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. The winter solstice signifies in a lot of ways a season of rebirth because we are, we're, we're, we're we're heading towards spring. Yes. The days will be getting longer. I Warmer, please? Yes. I love winter solstice in the sense that it's like, okay, you did it. You made it. Yep. Here we go. You're it's over only, the hump. Yep. It's going to get lighter from here on. How did humps get such a bad connotation? Nobody ever says, you know, oh, things are going well and I'm, I'm okay. Now I'm over the hump and things will get worse. Nobody ever looks at it that way. It's always like something sucked, but I'm now over the hump. Interesting. The hump of the neck. It should be I'm coming out of the... Out of the valley. Okay, I like that too. Let's gonna, make it happen. I'm going to talk to somebody, Good. probably at Amazon, since they now run the world in conjunction with China. And Tommy's top drawer. And Tommy's top drawer. That's, uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> not going to argue with that. Okay, not only is it winter solstice, mm-hmm. there's another remarkable, once in a lifetime truly event happening 
tonight. Is it just once in a lifetime or is it once in many lifetimes? Well, let's talk about that. Let me explain what's happening first and we'll talk about the okay. frequency with which it happens. I will not be able to hear you. I'm only waiting for my answer. Okay, buckle up. And planning what I'll say next. That's the appropriate thing. No, it's not. The best conversations are the ones <laughs> where the other person's just waiting their turn to talk. <laughs> are you ready to listen? I'm, I'm all over the place. I don't know if I can. I'll okay, try. this evening is the Great Conjunction. This is a moment when the orbits of the planet Jupiter and the planet Saturn convene. Their orbits convene. This happens roughly every 20 years. That part is not remarkable. <laughs> That's some people's lifetime, sadly. But no, this is something that happens about every 20 years. However, in some years, this conjunction is uh, greater than other years. And it's determined, like the greatness of the Great Conjunction is determined by how close in the sky these two planets appear. Now, in this particular Great like Conjunction... to each other or to us? To each other. Okay. <clears throat> to each other? That's a good question. Um, this Okay, so to give you some numbers here, because I know you like numbers, right? Numbers are usually acceptable. Okay. Yes. The last really remarkable great conjunction that was observable by just by human eye mm -hmm. um, from the planet Earth happened on May 28, 2000. And in that great conjunction, Jupiter and Saturn were 68.9 arc minutes apart. Okay. Apparently, that's an astronomy term for yes, how you is. measure the distance here. Okay. I have no idea why. Yeah. But literally, in the last five-ish days, I think less, I'm being generous to say five days, I, one of my research trails, I went through a, a plethora of information yeah. about, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was a completely random thing. It wasn't research that I ended up watching on numbers. I'm, I'm going to dogleg a little bit here, um, not to steal your thunder, at all. Okay. I'll shut up if you want. No, it's, let's let's hear it. Okay. Are you sure? I'm positive. All right. You're not just going to think about what you want to say next? No, I, this, I've already got what I'm going to say. Okay. So you okay. say it. Well, this was looking at, at numbers. Um, part, of the, part of the layout was discussing um, the, the parallels, the meridians, the degrees of travel. The person referenced this in terms of astronomy as well okay. and, and how valuable that was. Ultimately, what they pointed to, which was really, really fascinating to me, they were pointing to the honestly fairly, fairly recently discovered, truly possibly superior intellect of the builders of the Great Pyramids, which, oh. which this guy even suggested, depending on what kind of things that you wanted to look at, they could be anywhere from 10 to even, in his mind, at least 20,000 years old. Okay. But that when you looked at all of the measurements, all of that, effectively what they created with, I think it was the, the Great Pyramid, Giza, is that? I don't, I can't remember. Um, I think that's right. But that it was, in fact, by measurements, by mathematics, by all of this uh, ratios and relationships, it was a model um, mathematically of the northern hemisphere of the entire globe. Wow. And how it was measured. And, and it kind of blew my mind. It, yes. took, it certainly took me beyond where my normal comfort zone with mathematics is even. Whoa. Um, it was pretty. That's significant. It's a pretty, pretty interesting deal. But yeah, talked a lot then on 
on the the not it was tied into the astrological calendar as well and mm-hmm. he was there there was there were a series i can't remember 8 to 10 very significant numbers that would reappear throughout all of these mathematics as well as throughout astrology um these same numbers showing up over and over again though sometimes in magnitudes of difference so if one time the number was 360, then a, a magnitude of that would be 3,600 okay. or 36,000 or 360,000. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll never find it again. It was like a two or three hour video. I think I blacked out twice while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. So that, sorry, I got all. And they talked about arc minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. From, from an, uh, from an, uh, uh, an astrologer's perspective, identifying where you are again considering almost from a pyramid type perspective a, a line straight up and all the things that they would use arc minutes then to determine where to look where to identify where each of the major constellations were and okay things. and i hope i'm not misspeaking if there's any astrologers out there professional or hobbyist that know better well there's astrology and then there's astronomy i'm sorry astronomy for those final things that i was saying okay but yes. it does tie in to uh, some, yeah, because astrology ties into all the oh yeah, all the yeah constellations and stuff. Totally, that was that was a far lesser portion of what he was talking about than the astronomy and the the mathematics of the the pyramid and on. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that kind of stuff, stuff. That kind of stuff always blows my mind, especially especially from the perspective that some take that there is no no creative input into the existence of the world. When you begin to look at the mathematics of things, it's too ordered and it's not something you could have created a system around the existence of what you see to support it's too ordered. Mm. It's, it it would take a greater intellect than exists to create a system around what is to support it. If that makes sense, you can't back into that parking spot. Okay. So it's too ordered, meaning what? Intelligent design? Ancient yes. aliens? What are we talking about? A- uh, intelligent design. Because okay. aliens, I've not yet heard a theory where aliens created the Earth. Okay. Um, so moving beyond the pyramid. The pyramid was a celebration of the mathematics that existed. Okay. That they okay. saw. That they around, observed. Yeah, and yes, okay. And measured and all that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not demanding... Because I don't know. I'm not demanding creation happened in a specific way. It very well could have come about from the use of what we would recognize as a Big Bang. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, that's a whole another lot of episodes and probably requiring someone far more intellectual than I. Well, and it touches briefly on a popular misconception about the church and science and Yes. In, in this moment, as practicing Catholics, we have freedom to believe a variety of different theories about how creation, mm-hmm. how it happened, the time frame it happened on all of these things, as long as we, again, as Catholics, as Christians, see God as being the creator. Mm-hmm. And what what that looks like, the church gives us liberty to uh, pursue different beliefs on that. So. Well, to get back to the big old conjunction happening tonight, and I'm not talking about and, but, and, uh, so what are some other conjunctions? Therefore, uh-huh. hitherto, for, 
itself. Okay. Um, not itself, but the word for yes. and, and therefore. Is and hither, however. Hitherto? It could be. Henceforth? I don't Maybe. Hence? Hence definitely is one. Then I would have to say henceforth is. Okay. So the last, uh, one, one of the last observable ones, May 28th, 2000, Saturn and Jupiter were 68.9 arc minutes apart. So I want you to hold that number in your mind, 68.9, okay? In, I believe that is one of the, the even that I don't know. I'm probably making this up now, but I feel like that was one of the, call them magic numbers. Okay, interesting. Um, this one that's happening this evening, Jupiter and Saturn will be 6.1 arc minutes. That is the thickness of a dime held at arm's length, if you're just looking at it with your human eye and you wow. hold up a dime. The thickness of a dime. So they're on this date, they're getting all up in each other's business. Yes, and that's why it's a great, great conjunction. The last time that they came this close together was around July 16th of 1623, but very few people on planet Earth could see it because it happened in a part of the sky that was so close to the sun. I don't know. I don't remember the full explanation on that. The last one where Saturn and Jupiter were this close together and it was observable from Earth, was March 4th, 1226. To put you on the historical timeline of 1226, Genghis Khan still roaming Asia at that time. St. Francis of Assisi had just died. St. Thomas Aquinas just born. Like we're talking way back in the way back stacks when we talk about 1226. So this, that was what, 800 years ago-ish, yeah, right? yeah. Um, so this is why everyone in the astronomy community is so excited oh, and so they're jazzed. Electric, electric they're with jittering. it. Yes, if you would like to be able to observe it. By the way, you may have already observed it. It's not just like a one moment, one, one and done kind of thing. Yes. Saturn and Jupiter have been slowly moving closer together, so you may have already observed their closeness in the evening sky. But tonight is the pinnacle moment of it. If you want to observe it, here's what you do. Find Go out on the <laughs> west side of your house, put your head between your legs, and kiss your butt goodbye. Right? Or is that tornadoes? Which That's is it? Tornadoes. Okay. OMG. This is for the Greek conjunction. Find a spot where you can watch the sunset with a clear horizon. No trees or buildings in the way. Oh boy. Because this is gonna be low in the horizon when this happens. About for about an hour or so after nightfall. First, Jupiter is going to appear in the western sky. So you, you got that part right. Okay. West side of your house. Jupiter is going to appear in the western sky and then and then you will see Saturn sort of begin to join in there. You will know that it is Jupiter and Saturn because unlike the stars in the sky, which are twinkling, these two have no twinkle to them. No twinkle. No twinkle. Now here's another interesting thing. Even though they're going to be appearing to be conjoined so closely together, in all reality, during this moment, they will still be 730 million kilometers apart in space. Wow. It's just that us here on this planet, it will look like they are so, so close. Gotcha. Now, uh, it's remarkable that this is happening around the moment of solstice. That's what I was going to ask. Is it is it unique that this happens at the winter solstice. It's extremely unique that this is happening around the time of winter solstice. There are theorems out there that what we know from sacred scripture to be the Star of Bethlehem was actually a great conjunction because it was so bright in the sky. 
and um a sky not polluted uh-huh exactly exactly and that the magi who were themselves astronomers slash astrologers mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh would have been really keyed into what was happening here and noting that something really exceptional was happening now there's a documentary you can watch more about that we'll talk about it at the end and we're gonna talk about it later so stay tuned but anyway this is a really big deal it's a huge moment in time if you're able to go observe it please do make time to go do that i hope that we can do it um somehow some way we are surrounded by trees and buildings trees damn the trees not really we like the trees except for during ice storms and immediately thereafter exactly so anyway, happy Great Conjunction, happy Winter Solstice. Well, if that wasn't great enough, yeah. also today, Winter Solstice just happens to coincide this year and every year with National Flashlight Day, who I'm sure the flashlighters, which I believe is what they call themselves, That's that okay. have chosen this because, hey, when, when might you need a flashlight the longest night of the year? Not at all makes sense. All right, it's also Phileas Fogg Win a Wager Day. That's a mouthful. It is. It comes from literature, that classic novel by Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. Have you read it? I've watched I've watched poor movies. Okay. It, yes. I, have, I haven't read it. I have neither watched nor read anything, but Phileas Fogg apparently was the main character. Mm-hmm. And today commemorates the day that he, Phileas Fogg, must complete the challenge to win that wager of 20,000 pounds. Jules Verne was really caught up on that 20,000 number, wasn't he? 20,000 leagues under the sea? 80, wasn't it? 80,000? kidding. Uh, something. It was leagues. It was leagues and there was a sea involved. He liked, he liked thousands, I'll give you that. Okay. You're looking it up, aren't you? I'm going to give it a goog while you talk about the next thing. Okay, well, 1620 at Plymouth Bay, passengers... Of the Mayflower come ashore. Not Plymouth Rock, as we thought for a long time, but Plymouth Bay. Okay. Um, I don't think that they, like, hopped off and were like, hey, we're pilgrims. Uh, I feel like that was a name that maybe wasn't quite as immediate, but I don't know. I didn't bother to look it up. Yes. All right. Plymouth Bay. Who are you? I'm a pilgrim. I would like to note that it is 20,000 leagues. It is. Okay. Well, what do you know? Every once in a while... (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. You better be. Okay, well, in the year 1891, based on some rules created by James Naismith, a group of students in Springfield, Massachusetts. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Uh, played the first game of basketball. Basketball. Hate it. I don't like basketball. You hate it so much. Is there a sport you hate more? Um, yes. Baseball. Baseball. And mainly because it takes a hell of a lot longer to get it done and over with. You like the efficiency of football. Hey, basketball's pretty efficient, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If either one of them's on TV, Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't dislike either of these sports nearly so much if it weren't for in my childhood with very few, if ever, channels available to watch. Mm. If... If a basketball, an NBA game, or a or a baseball, pro baseball game was on, either one, 
that was pretty much it. That was all the channels had it. Yeah. And so that meant there's nothing to watch. And so this would then mathematically make sense that my greater dislike is for baseball because that meant no shows to watch for much longer than a basketball game. I get it. Makes right. sense. Fair enough. Well, 1937? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead too far. 1913. Don't want to cheat that one. Uh, created by Arthur Wynn, a Liverpool journalist. Today, the first crossword puzzle was published in the New York world, though it was called a word cross puzzle. No wonder it didn't take off quickly. It had a stupid name. <laughs> we've been enjoying a game called Wordscapes. Yes, we've been giving away all of our data to the monitors through the use of a game app. It's good for your brain, though. I've been trying to do it even before I drink coffee in the morning. And really? I'll tell you what, that it makes it extra challenging. I, I bet it does. 1937 is the premiere of the first full-length animated feature film, and it is from Disney. Of course, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Who's your favorite dwarf? Sleepy. Really? You identify with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you're going to try to assign to me then, Grumpy, and mm-hmm. I'm a little bit unhappy with that. Honestly, I was going to say talk. I really was. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take it. I don't like to be called grumpy, even if I am. <laughs> right? You're grumpy about being called grumpy. Do you do you like it when somebody calls you out on your emotion of the you're being irrational in a moment of irrationality? Does, does that snap <laughs> do I like you it? No. snap you into rational and loving behavior, or do you escalate? I don't like to be called grumpy. All right. Um, Noted. Noted. Note of that. Well, 1970, President Richard M. Nixon, in his fight against drugs, enlisted the help of one Elvis Presley to reduce the amount of illegal drugs on the street. Elvis agreed to significantly increase his own personal consumption. (laughs) I don't think that fact checks out. That part's probably not true, but I, I found it quite... Yeah, humorous. I mean, I think by 1970, Elvis was probably fully into the drugs. scene. All the drugs. Kind of like the uh, Winds of Change podcast, right? Yeah. yeah They're yeah, talking yeah. about this big concert yes. uh, being put on, and part of the driving force, wasn't it Wind of Change? The driving Part of the driving force was like anti-drug. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. All that of that. And, and literally, they're bringing in the greatest drug consumers the rock and roll yep, bands. It's exactly. Like, come on, guys. Exactly. Yeah, that was a, an amusing part of that storytelling. Well, in 2012, you may remember it wasn't that many years ago, people gathered in Central America and around the world in expectation of the end of the world, as foretold by the Mayan calendar. Indeed. Experts insist that the world did not, in fact, end. That is what they insist upon right now. Now, there is a strong TikTok theory that... The Mayan calendar not being the Gregorian calendar that our life is based off of, that on the Mayan calendar, the year 2012 is what we would know as 2020, and that, in fact, the world is going to end tomorrow, December 21st. Yeah, I feel like this is a very... It's a TikTok theory. ...uneducated community, because it wasn't the Gregorian 2012 that they were excited about. It was what that was, what the date was on the Mayan calendar Okay, is what they were going by. Well, tell your daughter. She's been worried. Okay, I'll talk to her. I'll One, I'll ground her from TikTok. How about that? <laughs> Probably a good idea. Well, also in 2012, the first YouTube video to reach 1 billion views 
that's insane. It was Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Which, you know, everybody burned themselves out on that, even if it only took one listen. Um, I went back about a month ago for some other reason. I feel like we've talked about this recently. Mm -hmm. I'd gone back and <clears throat> just watched it again to remind myself. And as long as you're not, you know, playing it on repeat, it's, it's not terrible. It's a little catchy tune. As the kids say, it slaps. Uh, okay. That Look song at you. slaps. Look at you. I learned that on TikTok too. It sounds dirty to me. I refuse to participate. <laughs> well, clean your mind up because it's time for Advent. Okay, let's Advent. It is Monday of the fourth week of Advent. We made it to the fourth week. Fourth and finally fourth week. We have, we have lit all of the candles. Lighted? Lit. All the candles are lit. Uh, the fourth candle is the candle of love. Mm-hmm. The first reading, you have two, it's a choose your own adventure. Okay. Sometimes the lectionary does this. Which one has fewer hard words? Um, I'm going to say the second one. The first one is from Song of Solomon, speaking of love. But the second one, fewer hard words, is from Zephaniah chapter 3. Let me, let me skim. Entertain the people for a minute. Well, as you know, the Song of Solomon is also known as Song of Songs. And also has a lot of sexual imagery in it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of different interpretations and uh, commentary on what's happening in that book. Because you should read that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it and leave that tantalizing treat out there for the readers. Song of Solomon, chapter two, verses eight through fourteen. Um, I'll let I'll let you guys discover that one. I don't want to. Sully our reputation with dirty talk because mm, we keep it clean. We here. already talked about Tommy's top drawer. So. Um, well, <laughs> did we though? Really? Zephaniah. That's not one you go to often. It's not. But here we are. Chapter three, verses fourteen through eighteen. A. Okay. The the lectionary gets very specific. Super specific. They want you to read what you read, and that's here's it. the rebel I am. I see this. I would go look up and read one through twenty. Just be like, oh, got you there. You can't hold me back. You Catholic Church. Careful. You are. Careful. I'll start a new religion. Do not do it. Okay. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I like to go to festivals. Well, evidently festivals are a thing. I mean, even Hanukkah is the festival of lights, isn't it? That's right, it is. Not to be confused with the... Christmas light show put on in Chickasha, Oklahoma. Isn't that also the Festival of Lights? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very different things. Yeah, pretty different. Ask anybody that's Jewish that's seen both. Yep. They're going to tell you, not the same thing. Not the same. One of the key things to pull from this passage of Zephaniah is this idea of shouting for joy, singing for joy. The joy that is so overwhelming and overcoming that it must be expressed. Here's Zephaniah. The prophet is expressing it in a like a musical sense but it's just like this you're just like so delighted and tickled and overwhelmed that you have to shout or sing true gratitude yeah can't even contain yourself exactly i like that i like that feeling i've not had that a lot of times in my life um there were one or two sports related things that we celebrated that inspired a a shout for joy we also have five children so there's that they regularly shout some people would call those sounds sounds of joy perhaps they are it doesn't feel that way in the moment i know but maybe at the moment of their births you personally i didn't shy i i didn't shy i didn't shout i did shy i shied away from my responsibilities as a father that's why my nickname has been deadbeat i don't know i made that part up obviously um no i didn't shout my my response of joy was uh very zacharian from yesterday's reading? Yes, very quiet. I, I literally couldn't talk. I was choked oh, up. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, this theme continues on into the responsorial psalm, which is from Psalm 33, selected verses. Exult, you just, in the Lord. Sing to him a new song. Give thanks to the Lord on the harp. With a ten-stringed lyre, chant his praises. Is it a lyre or a lyre? Either way, you pick your own adventure there. I, what if I want one of each? You're welcome to them. If I'm that joy-filled. Yes, that's right. You should. Sing to him a new song. Pluck the strings skillfully with shouts of gladness. But the plan of the Lord stands forever, the design of his heart through all generations. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. For in him our hearts rejoice, in his holy name we trust. And again, we just have this repeated, like the actual response from the people is exult, you just in the Lord, sing to him a new song, repeated emphasis on gladness in the Lord and that you just, you can't contain yourself. And that sets us up wonderfully for the gospel, which is from St. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45, a familiar story to us all. Indeed. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, Excuse me, this is in the aftermath of the Annunciation. So she's found out both that she will be having a baby and that her kinswoman, Elizabeth, will also be having a baby who just so happens to live in the hill country to a town of Judah. Um, Yeah. 
where she entered the house of Zechariah, who I just mentioned, and greeted Elizabeth, who we also just said the name of. Should I stop narrating my own narration? <laughs> it's very interesting how you're okay. doing this. Okay. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at that moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed. Sorry, I went cross-eyed. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. First of all, that's a little bit of shade to her own husband, right? It is. <laughs> it didn't is. believe. He was so incredulous. And he couldn't say a damn thing. I know. He still had no voice because... Yeah. Yep. He couldn't talk until John the Baptist was born. <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth was looking right at Zechariah when she was saying this to Mary. Uh, did she have did she have the the image of the pregnant woman where hands were turned, thumbs pointed down, rested on her low back? Yes. Supporting it for the weight of the baby on yes. her front? Yes. That feels right. Blessed are you who believed what the Lord said, and then she just like side eyes Zechariah. Mm -hmm. No, She's but, pretty bold since he was a priest, right? Yeah. No, I'm just teasing. There's no scriptural evidence that happened. Think you have some special communication with God? Oh, what's that? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> so this moment is known as the visitation. Mm -hmm. It's the second of the joyful mysteries. And Elizabeth's greeting to Mary makes up part of the Hail Mary. It does. It does. Uh, it's the second part. The first part is yes. literally taken from... Gabriel's the angel Gabriel's speech to Mary the second part from Saint Elizabeth's speech to yes her. exactly also Saint Elizabeth here echoes the word of the words of King David um, that's right this, there's a huge typology happening with Mary traveling to the hill country yes with Elizabeth's greeting of Mary um, location who, language activities all of it's it. just all piled getting, up on it I'm getting chills just like thinking about it so. I would encourage you, if you're interested, to go look that up because there's a lot there to dig into. Uh, St. Elizabeth, the, the visitation, and how that connects to Mary as being the Ark of the New Covenant. As well as being the Mother of God, Theotokos. This is where yes. this theology is, is pointed out to us, is in these verses. Absolutely. She but, refers to her as the Mother of my Lord. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so... Again, this just goes back that the, all of the readings here playing on this idea, you know, first we have a prophet saying that, you know, encouraging the people to rejoice. The psalmist is also encouraging the community, the people to rejoice. But here we have Elizabeth as an individual, both she and then St. John the Baptist, who's in her womb. Neither of them can even contain themselves as they are in the presence of God incarnate within Mary and Mary, the mother of God. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, this is one of those where everything just fits together beautifully. It does. You can see the connection so strongly through all of it as we um, inch our way ever closer to Christmas. So this is the second joyful mystery. Yes. For those of you who <clears throat> are rosary prayers or who would like to be, or who maybe you are and you just don't know. Yeah. Um, it's also, to me, uh, something I find fascinating about this series of events. So she's recently been told this very, very difficult to receive news, very fantastical. These being a people 
who, in fairness, if you want to talk about how well do you know your Bible, they had like half the content to know that we do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. was no New Testament yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so they would have been deeply familiar. It would, it would not... It would not have gone unnoticed by our blessed mother to realize I'm I'm in the hill country here. I'm this is where David found the Ark of the Covenant. This is where when he did he leaped for joy, and then to see these things unfolding, to imagine the weight mm-hmm. of the message that she'd received from the angel. Yes. To man, just mind blown. But then what a grace this is. Right. To have, here's here's more just to strengthen the message that she yes, originally received. Exactly. What a deep encouragement. There is no scriptural or textual um, idea that an angel appeared to Elizabeth at all. And right. Zechariah couldn't tell her a damn thing. That's right. And so as soon as Mary enters their he was home. trying to spell messages on an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> That's really hard. <laughs> As soon as Mary enters their home, Elizabeth immediately launches into this greeting of her. So you have, I mean, what a kind and gracious thing for God to do for Mary, this young girl who's had these incredible things happen, to have her um, older, wealthy, respected cousin who's now found herself pregnant confirm, yeah, this is real. This is really happening. Yeah. You didn't dream it. And you kind of touched on an interesting thing there. Side sideline story, the uh, Mary was not of wealth, right? No, and so there, there would even though it's family, it's almost like Elizabeth is the only kinsperson who doesn't look down upon her because of mm-hmm. being poor. Yeah, um, and oddly, that this aunt is of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's an interesting thing to consider as well. Right. Exactly. So it would have been it would have been that much more weight than even to the greeting that she offered because it was it was elevating the the a poorer person above yep. herself of a grand station married yes. to a priest that couldn't preach, but nonetheless, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot there, a there lot is. going on theologically in the moment of the visitation. So And the really excitement look at. is building. Yes. We're almost there. Almost there. Just a few more episodes. Well let's we're low. Okay. What? Just a few more episodes. And you'll <laughs> to, till Christmas. Yes, I know. A few more sleeps. A few more Amazon boxes got arrived on the porch. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Plus the ones that I've been stealing from the neighbor's porch. Ah, there we are. That's half the fun of the holiday. That's it. All right. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Did I do it? No. <sighs> you I paused. Not really. You may have paused in your mind. You just, you don't embrace it. You're resistant to it. It's like the whole story we told about the football player with Tourette's that couldn't stand in the doorway. That's how you are with putting the break in between the words. Okay. That was a back episode. For those of you who don't listen regularly, you really missed out. Yes. Well, what what in the world could we watch? What I would point you to is a documentary that we saw years ago in church. You're going to think it's cheesy, but it's not. And I think you can watch it on YouTube. There's I think other so. Places I think I've seen it there. Streaming. It's called The Star of Bethlehem. It was made in 2007. And it goes into the actual astronomy of what was happening in the night sky leading up to what we understand historically to be the birth of Christ. How it all fits in with the Magi and their visit, the timeline. I remember, we haven't watched it in years. I remember watching this and being 
in tears, chills all over, yeah. blown away by this reflection of how creation itself was like rearranging itself to indicate like this is it. The moment is happening that our creator, the creator yes, is here, is incarnate, is embodied and is born on this planet. If, so. if you've got just a little bit of nerd in you. Yeah. They, if I recall correctly, and we probably need to watch it again. Uh, I, I believe this was the first time that computers, at least that the average Joe would have access to, were robust enough to take... Uh, astronomic uh, modeling programs and actually be able to see what the night sky would have looked like yes. to to any date and from any exact vantage point of the Earth. And so it was a really powerful yes. thing. Yes. So I would say watch it. Very good. Um, it, also, I forgot to move this down, but evidently... Where did it go? Um, Snow White and the... Oh, yeah. Six Dwarves plus Grumpy. You could watch that as well. You could. Probably should. Somebody needs to find out accurately which dwarf I am. And if anybody types Grumpy in the Facebook group, I'm deleting Facebook. Not from my phone, from the entire interwebs. I have a call in right now to Al Gore. I can get it done. Okay. I know you guys go way back. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we weren't friends exactly, but we know each other. He owes you a I've favor. got my bluff in on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you wanted to read something, you could be a better student of American literature than I am and read some Jules Verne. Indeed. He's really preoccupied with 20,000, though. So just he he likes 20,000. Maybe, maybe something terrible happened to him as a child 20,000 times. I said American literature, but now I feel like Jules Verne was actually French. So I don't know. That's how good I am at my you can previous read it career. In American, you can read it in American English if you want. <laughs> I have not. You have uh, a podcast, and it's not the first time you've I shown keep, it some love. I keep mentioning this because this this podcast is a wild ride. It's called Cousins by Blood. I have mentioned it probably three times now. It's just an independent true crime investigation podcast that's done by a guy out of Dallas, and I. I started season two. There's like 15 or 16 episodes. Uh, season two starts with episode 11, I feel like. <sighs> it's one of those situations where you're like, oh my gosh, there's no such thing as justice in our American justice system. Um, okay. I didn't need a podcast to point that out, but <laughs> please keep going. It is infuriating to see what has happened to this man's life. Um, and... Not the, not the guy who's making the podcast, but who the podcast is about. It is so infuriating. It, it, I, I'm almost speechless over it, but I just keep listening. I, I can't stop listening. I find myself thinking about it when I'm just going about my day. Um, it is, it's a wild ride. There are some strange characters in it. There are just, there's so many things that are so unbelievable that you're like, I, I cannot believe that this is how justice, not all the time, but apparently sometimes is enacted. And it's it's truly a miscarriage of justice. I know that is such a trite thing to say, but it's bothering me. Okay. I'm not sure I would recommend people watch that then if it has such a negative impact. Except you wouldn't watch a podcast most likely. It's possible. Um, 
loose definitions being what they are, but I meant to say listen. Yes. And now my whole point is cheapened by my own idiot mouth. (laughs) I just, I want someone else to listen to it so I can talk to someone. I don't know anybody who's listening. Nobody's taking me up on my very tantalizing description on this show. I want someone to listen to it so we can talk about it because I just cannot even believe what's happening in this story. Cool. Cousins by blood. Cousins by blood. Blood in, blood out? Yep. That's another thing. Um, okay, what what do you got on lifestyle? Okay. <laughs> there was a time in early quarantine when you and I both had TikTok. Yes. And we would amuse ourselves at length. And COVID. <laughs> Possibly, I probably. Think pretty sure we had it, yeah. We would amuse ourselves <clears throat> by sending TikToks back and forth to each other multiple times a day. Yes. All different kinds of TikToks. Well, at some point... Because you're a wise person, I believe you've taken TikTok off of your phone. Um, here's what happened. Okay. Here's what happened. I never signed up for an account. Okay. I'd actually even, I think, had attempted to and managed to screw that up because I'm such a technological wizard. <laughs> um, but not having an account, something happened yeah. in the following weeks where without an account, it would no longer allow me to watch them. And rather than go through the labors of creating an account... yeah. And, of course, falling victim to the Chinese overlords yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just was like, okay, well, I was spending an inordinate amount of time being non-productive watching these. How dare you? My phone would be dead and no alarm to go off in the morning to wake me up. <laughs> so, yes, I stepped away from the... TikTokery? TikTokery. I, I was hoping to try to create a good word using tantalizing. Oh, and Tommy's top drawer. And Tommy's top. A lot of teas today. A lot of teas. Okay. Well, since I've been stymied in being able to send TikToks to you, I'm taking out my TikTok aggression on all of my friends. I send an probably inappropriate amount to people. I'm You're sure that friend. I am that friend. I know that. I know. I like have to rein myself in because I'm like I am so annoying. Now my friend Julie, she doesn't mind. We send each other probably three to four TikToks a day. Oh wow. But. This morning, you guys, out of the blue. In the middle of mass. It was in the middle of mass, but I had my phone on Do Not Disturb, so don't worry about that. In the middle of mass, I checked my phone and uh, see what time it is, of course. (laughs) And I saw that my friend Vanessa had sent a TikTok to me. I did not know Vanessa had TikTok. We've never sent each other TikToks before. Before I could even watch the TikTok she sent me, I texted back. I was like, um, are we? sending each other TikToks now. Is that a thing? My friend Vanessa is an INTJ like you are. A little bit more reserved in the social interactions. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, And she was like, sure, yeah. And I was like, you don't know what you're setting yourself up for. You just blew it. (laughs) Now she texted back, hashtag no regrets. She doesn't know what she signed herself up for. That's true. But... I like you can hear the joy in my voice. I, I can like, shout to the Lord for yeah. the gladness. You had your TikTok advent right there. <laughs> if you know me well enough to have my personal cell phone number, then you are like, oh please God, let her start sending something to Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yes. Spread the trash out more thin and I can't tolerate it. There's just so much good stuff on there that amuses me. And since I can't, I sometimes will be like, you have to watch this TikTok and I'll make you watch it on my phone. Okay. Right? Don't I do that? You do. Especially the doggo ones. We like the dog. Yeah, we do like the, the dog ones. I especially like the dog ones that are around parkour. Yes. 
Those are fantastic. <laughs> so there's that. That's my only lifestyle contribution, TikTok. Okay, well, I have three bad gifts. All right. Two that are not um, stories of our life. One that is for the first time this Advent season as we've shared bad gift ideas. Yes. Um, number one, my grandma got me a shaving kit. I was nine. Not quite ready for it yet. Yeah, grandma. Yeah. Do you, should I tell this great advice for anybody wanting to know when it's time to start shaving? <laughs> when I was a young man, yes. eager, eager to begin, foolish me, eager to begin shaving, yeah. I pestered my dad half to death. Is it, is it time now? And we'd go through a big inspection and he'd look and all that. And finally, I'm sure in, in parent insanity from the same question over and over. Yeah. He, he squared up and looked at me and says, you want, you want to know how to know when it's time to start shaving? And I was like, yes. He didn't tell me. So well, you reach back and you feel the hair on your ass and then you feel the hair on your face. And if they feel the same, it's time to start shaving. <laughs> so this explains why I have a beard now. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yep. You can imagine though. It's all tied in with Tommy's top drawer. Um, Bad gift idea number two. This is from a little girl's perspective. My aunt got me a makeup kit. When I opened it, she exclaimed, now you can look pretty. <laughs> Terrible. Hey, if anybody wants to give me makeup, that's fine by me. Even if their announcement is, here, finally, now you can look pretty. Yeah, her aunt was like ninja level at negging. Yes. Before negging was a thing. She so may have been the founding member. Yes. Although... Probably not. Probably not. It was probably me. Part of the secret society. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Probably a dwarf named Grumpy Kyle. <laughs> yes. You are, for, for being in the middle of a, a season of, of love, um, <laughs> you've really missed the, the purpose. <laughs> I've lost the thread on that one, yeah. haven't I? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this one's true. Happened to us. I mean, they were all arguably true, but this one's First-hand experience. Yes. Um, one of our one of our relatives, an older relative. Um, it's obvious it's a dude when you explain the thing. Yes. He got some years back. He got a Santa figurine of sorts, action figure. <laughs> it's it's Santa Claus wearing like he's got a, a short sleeve short sleeve Santa looking top on unbuttoned no shirt underneath he's got on like uh beach shorts like hawaiian flops yeah um so it's like santa at the beach yeah sunglasses all the things uh, which i don't know why that part that part makes no sense to me but that's what it looks like it's probably eight to ten inches tall when you when you kink it at the waist mm -hmm. to make it bend over the mechanisms go into operation. The pants drop in the back, not mm -hmm. the front, mm -hmm. and Santa farts. Mm -hmm. Now, another disturbing detail on his ass cheek: there is a there's mistletoe a, tattoo. Yes, yes, a tattoo of mistletoe. Kiss my Santa's butt. Yes, I hate it. <laughs> this is an adult that has this. Mm -hmm. They bring it over. They show it to. The young kids, and of course, the young kids love it because what kid doesn't love 
any kind of joke that has to do with bodily function, all sure. of that. Yeah. Um, this has gone on for at least four years. This comes out every Christmas as we see this relative. Mm -hmm. Well, this year we saw it, and he never would. He never would let any of the kids really play with it. Oh, he no. was super anxious about him touching it or anything. Yeah. Well, this year we we get around him, and he he gave it to the boys as a gift. Well, yeah. Not like, here's your Christmas right. gift, yeah. period. But yeah. as a gift, yeah. gave it to them because it's broken. It doesn't work anymore. It's like, that's that's some top-notch class right there. The battery corroded in the battery compartment, and mm -hmm. now no amount of fresh batteries will fix Farting Santa. Yes. And even it's still... Even still, the twins have delighted themselves they have. They have. with playing with Interest. this thing, which I just want to reiterate, takes the pressure off. You don't have to find a perfect gift, kids. It's true. Just find something that shows butt or toots or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Nico spent a lot, of, large amount of the afternoon putting blocks into a saucepan and taking them out and putting the lid on and all of that. Like, yes. I'm, genuinely, every year I'm like, why do we buy toys? And taking all of the condiments out of the fridge and laying them on the couch. <laughs> Thankfully not emptying them, just laying them on the couch. Yeah. We can't have nice things. I bet it, toddlers. Yes, it's true. Okay, is there anything we've missed? Gosh, I Any think... Any other we've lifestyle things we want to talk covered about? Covered at all. Maybe. Okay, we probably have. We've probably gone way too long. Just in terms of how much ear bleeding people can tolerate from Grumpy the Dwarf Kyle. I don't, I would never. This is something you're putting on yourself. No, no. I feel the vibe coming off of you. I already told you who I think you are. I, would, I'm I doing, didn't even think of Grumpy. You're the one. All that, I'm doing is just leaning into the vibe that's right. coming off of you. One last lifestyle. Don't forget, if you want to watch and see The Great Conjunction, it's happening tonight. It's true. After it's true. sunset. All right. Well, whether you do or don't see it, honestly, you could probably, tomorrow, you could probably go catch a YouTube yeah. video of it if you don't want to stay up. Or you don't have access to a tree-free skyline. Mm -hmm. In any event, have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. In the aftermath of recording this episode, it was confirmed by online testing that Kyle is not grumpy. Stop spreading the lie. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.